Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. FM 104 Sunday Night Live with Shereen Langan. Joining me live in studio is comedian and just turned youth podcaster Adam Burke. Adam, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for calling down. No worries at all. It's nice to be back. I always enjoy coming into FM 104. You've been here a few times, yeah, haven't it's you? It's homely. It's a homely studio. I like it. That's good. It's, it's nice to know, isn't it? Yeah, this is it. You are doing something right. <laughs> right. So come here to me. I know that you are starting a new club next week called Backdrop. I am, yeah. Um, I've been doing stand-up comedy for about, I suppose, 12 years, but for 10. And I started about five years ago promoting a festival out in Bray as well, which gave me an opportunity to go in lots of different spaces in the town and put comedy into different rooms. Um, and we quickly realised there was a huge market in our town and around our town for for comedy because the the festival was always so well supported and one of the rooms that I used was uh, in the Martello in Bray and uh, you know after the most recent festival there in February they were like we would love to have comedy here on a regular or semi-regular kind of basis so we sat down a big group of us and we decided right we're going to put a second club into the town I'm now promoting two comedy clubs in the town but I think backdrops a little bit different insofar as it's not a bona fide comedy club. It does all kinds of entertainment as well. But I suppose the backbone of Backdrop Comedy Club, if you like, or Backdrop at the Martello is comedy. So we're uh, we're kicking off on the 24th of May and we've got um, we've got Lloyd Griffith coming over, who's a UK comedian and he's the co-host of Soccer AM. So that's kind of what we're aiming for. We're aiming to bring in names that you won't see generally on the Irish circuit if you pop out to Dublin or whatever. Um, we want to bring in kind of one-off nights as well as kind of, you know, some of the established Irish stars. Okay, and when you say other entertainment, what do you, when, when you say other entertainment, I was like, oh my God, this could literally be anything <laughs> yeah. nowhere else. So what, what sort of other no, entertainment? I yeah, I think like, you know, good examples of a kid's comedy is starting to take off big time. And, you know, I, I had my own um, kid's comedy show in that room um, last week as a kind of a, a soft launch just to see how the, the, the room operated. So kids comedy would be one element of it. Obviously I'm involved now with the Bingo Loco crew. We've had Bingo Loco in that room and it's absolutely manic. It's not bona fide comedy again. 
but it's a night, uh, uh, an immersive night of entertainment. Um, so I think they're good examples. Uh, we've had Sing Along Social out to, to Bray a couple of times um, as part of Bray Comedy Festival, which again is a different kind of a night. And they're the kind of experiences we want people who are giving up, you know, time is precious. And, you know, if people manage to nab a babysitter then we want to kind of reward them and make sure that when they go home they say yeah that wasn't just another night out that was something really special like you know that they really got involved in the night so they're the kind of shows that we're looking for and again if it's a comedian we want it to be maybe a comedian who's touring a new show or maybe who's popping over from the UK or something like that and we we might piggyback on a tour or whatever and you know give people in Bray and around Bray a chance to come out and see them you know course and comedy just seems to have blown up lately yeah it's huge it's it's insane it's great i love it and um, for me it's you know it's more than a hobby now it's you know it's part of my life and um you know i just i i love so much going into a comedy club and the escapism like that idea that you can leave everything behind at the door you go in and you know for those couple of hours you're just in that experience there's nothing beats live comedy if you watch comedy on netflix like it's great and all obviously the best of the best are on you know platforms like that for a reason like but i don't think anything beats being in a club with a comedian and being part of that experience in the here and now and we're so detached as a society and as uh, as a culture, like from the here and now, you know, and um, so I like that in the moment thing. And for some reason, at this moment, uh, there's a lot of comedians, there's a lot of comedy clubs, and um, it's it's booming. There's a lot of audiences, there's a lot of people coming out and just enjoying being at a comedy show. So yeah, it's amazing. It's great for us. It's more work. It is. It's good. But I've always wondered: is there much money to be made in comedy? Only because ninety percent of the comedy clubs I go to are either a fiver at the door or yeah. free. Yeah, and that wasn't always the case. My own club was free admission, but um, I suppose um, it's the venue that invests in the comedy show. They cover the cost so the customer doesn't have to because we're, you know, we're not long out of like a, a burst bubble, if you like, you know what I mean? And people know, you know, again, time and money are both precious. So, yeah, there are more uh, comedy clubs that are free or very low cost. Um, but that doesn't mean that the quality is not there. There's plenty of quality in this country an awful lot of quality in this country and I do believe in paying in to you know to see the uh, the cream of the crop if you like um, and that's why like uh, for example my new club like the one will have a cover charge the other won't and you will get something very different in both clubs but um, as somebody who's run one of the biggest new act competitions in the country for the last five years I know what the next wave um, coming through is like and it's very, very good. I would say that the standard in our fifth Best New Act competition was the best I'd seen. Yeah, because I went to, there's a Monday Night Cherry Comedy Club. I yeah. don't know if you're aware of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've been there. It's five at the door. You get to see seven or eight comedians and some of the talent. I'm like, oh my God, like you, like you are amazing. Yeah, it's, absolutely. It, you wouldn't expect it though when you're only paying, I don't know, a fiver like the cost of a drink to get in yeah but see the the thing is I, I know one of the guys that runs that Dwayne Dugan and he's very much you know he's he, he's in it he loves it he's all about his his club his brand he's invested in it he cares about what he puts on stage he cares about the comedians um, I it's like paying myself a compliment I think we're like minded though we're not just in it say to make a book or to you know I mean to have any kind of clout or anything like that we have both established brands and clubs because we care about comedy. Um, and I think what he's doing in, in Whelan's is, is fantastic. Um, you know, it's called Cherry because 
lots of acts actually popped their comedy cherry in that club. It was the first time they'd ever gigged. And he's he's given a lot of people the platform to try it out for the first time. So um, I've been lucky enough to play the club um, and I've been lucky enough to go and see shows there. And it's just one example of the many across the country that are doing the right things uh, in, in Irish comedy. And that's the reason we're booming. Yeah, I've always wondered though because I, I've been to a few comedy gigs in my day and when you're on stage and for some reason you're just not getting along with the audience, your jokes aren't working, like what do you do in that situation? I don't know. Um, it's, it's <laughs> you're a like, tough I, one. I've never been there. Yeah, well, I, I, I genuinely, like I, I think in, in 12 years I, I have one experience of, of dying as such and I remember the experience like it was yesterday but even with, even in the dying I could hear laughter in the crowd. Some people got what I was trying to do and a lot of people didn't get what I was trying to do. And um, there was there was growth in that for me. Um, I would say, you know, a gig is just a gig. It works the opposite way. I've, you know, had shows where I've had a stand and ovation. I don't go home and say, yeah, I've absolutely nailed comedy now. It's going to be like this going forward for the rest of my career. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work no like that either. No one treat me differently yeah. I'm royalty. <laughs> yeah, this is it. Like Gigs are gigs. You'll have good ones, you'll have bad ones. If you're thrown in the towel because you had a bad one, then you're not doing the important bit and that's the hard work, the learning, the growing, the writing. You know, that's, that's what it's about. Comedy is about sitting down and writing jokes. Comedy is about being funny. You can brand yourself up, you can package yourself a certain way, you can have a particular identity. But at the end of the day, it's actually about writing. It's about observing what's funny, capturing that in words and putting it across to people. So if you're not using your opportunities where you didn't get as strong a laugh as you wanted to, like if you're not using those to grow and to write new material, then, you know, you're never going to to reach your 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 full potential as a comic. So if if there's new comedians out there and, you know, they've had a bad gig, the advice is always like, get back on the horse. Do you know what I mean? Go do the next gig. Because eventually, if you work hard enough, the bad gigs, they'll fizzle out. You know, they will fizzle out. Those first two years, you're going to have the worst gigs of your life. Um, but once you get through them, you're going to have some absolute dingers, you know. So, uh, you know, again, at 12 years, maybe 13 now, um, in, into my kind of comedy journey, um, I kind of forget the first two years now at this stage. I'm like, if I had bad gigs or if I had a time where... I told a joke that didn't land or whatever. So what? I'm enjoying what I'm doing now, and I know I know that was part of the path. So I think, I think you just got to move on. Yeah, no, but I suppose you could even turn it into a new joke. I suppose. Yeah, absolutely. And this is it. You know, people appreciate that when when you are very honest with your audience. That's what audiences like, and that's actually the the root I think of the best jokes is honesty. It's when you're naming something that people believe also you know shared value as somebody you name it and they've never had the confidence to name it or they've taught it and never taught to name it like that is that's those kind of gut punch punch lines you know that's when you get somebody with a belly laugh it's because you know it's it's something you're thinking that they share so like if you're on the stage and it ain't going so well sometimes naming that is enough and trying the next joke you know what i mean but at the end of the day if you're in your first two years of comedy and you're doing anything over 10, 12 minutes, you're a very, very good new comedian um, because most of them will stick in and around the 10 to 12 minute mark. So at the end of the day, if you have a bad gig, it's only going to last 10 minutes. 
<laughs> Ten minutes can be a very long it time. It can, but you know, <laughs> it'll be forgotten about in a week. And, and as I say, you move on. Yeah. So what is, first of all, I suppose I have two questions here. How do you like figure out that you want to be a comedian? And also, how do you go about becoming a comedian? Like if I woke up and I was like, do you know what? I might give this a bash. Yeah. What does one do? Uh, connects with other comedians. I think that would be the secret to to getting started. And the the very very new comedians at the moment have a good little network, and they're a good little community, and they look after each other, and they try and create gigs for each other or recommend each other to other promoters. Um, so connecting with comedians is a, is a good idea, and you can do that on social media here in Ireland. You know, you can there's comedy groups and comedy forums. Um, that's a good way of doing it um, my my journey was a little bit different insofar as my best mate was a comedian um, and I was somebody who uh, I, I would creatively write at home and he was working on a couple of comedy projects and asked me just for uh, a little help in terms of the structuring uh, of, of writing it and then we enjoyed writing together and then he was like well why don't you try gigging and then we'll have more kind of you know, again, clout, I suppose, is the word. Like, people would take the writing seriously if we're both performers. So he hooked up my first gigs, and that's how I kind of got into it. And um, But I think that's ex- a- an exception. I don't think everybody who wants to be a comedian has comedy pals. So I would say create them. Um, go out, watch gigs, befriend comedians, and the doors will open up for you. There's, there's clubs, like, I mean, Battle of the Axe in the Hapenny Bridge Inn is a well-established first-time comedy club. That's a place where you'll get gigs, and Tony's been running that for forever and a day, and he's a great promoter. Um, so Battle of the Axe is a good start for anybody, and that's where you'll get that first experience of a network of comedians. But I would also say, like, you know, when I wrote my, my best man's speech for my brother's wedding, like, a guy stopped me outside, and he's like, I, I work in a hotel. It's the best best man speech I've heard in 20 years. Um. I knew I could be funny. Like when when I'm with my friends or when I'm at home, I generally have a little bit of humor sewn into my day. You know what I mean? So I mean, if you're if you're not kind of the person who cracks the jokes, um, and if it sounds bizarre, the idea of getting on stage, I'm not saying don't do it, but I'm saying you know prepare, prepare yourself, write jokes, you know, test them out on your friends before you step on the stage uh, and get rally the troops get a load of friends to come and watch your first gig so that if you're not very good at least they're supporting you and it's not that you know dying on stage you were concerned about you know so that I think that would be the best bit of advice you know yeah now I was actually I went to a talk on um, producing and being a radio presenter and Mm -hmm. one of the pieces of advice we were given was know who you are as a person so they're like if you're not funny don't crack jokes so yeah. I always try to refrain from cracking jokes because I'm the person that everyone's like Shireen that wasn't funny please stop talking yeah, right yeah. now and I get super paranoid actually when I do bits like this you know when you're doing radio and when you're doing interviews and that um, it's it's uh, I'm unique in some sense the, a bit like Tony and Dwayne and that and so far as like you, you are a working comedian you're also a promoter and you're also somebody who's kind of you know analytical of the scene and also sometimes I come into you know shows like this and I'll just be messing and cracking jokes because they want a comedian to come on 
and that's all they want and then other people like yourself want to have a, a an idea of the inner workings of comedy but there's that paranoia always should I always be on do you know what I mean should it always be switched on and uh, I think that's part of your learning as a new comedian is when do you switch it on and when do you turn it off and you know it's a it's as much as a great example is if you've got social media platforms okay social media is now a great tool for for promoting what you're doing no matter what that is if you're a comedian and you've got these social media platforms and all you do on them is you know let's say talk about sport or give out about political issues but you don't actually ever make a joke or stick up something funny or share something you know what i mean then i think you, you become more detached from what you present as a performer so I only have my social media to connect with other comedians who want to perform or to knock a bit of crack out of people. And I think that, you know, you know, look, if you're a musician and you never stick a song up on social media, why do you have your social media platform? Unless you've decided my social media is only to connect with, you know, old school friends and friends and family and that kind of stuff. But I think you've missed a trick if you don't use your social media to promote what you're doing, you know? Yeah, no, 100%. And you've now made a transition from comedian to podcaster. Yeah, yeah, I have. And that that comes from um, my my day job as well. So, like, I mean, I, I spread myself thin. I have a lot of stuff going on. Um, and I, I'm in a situation where, like, you know, comedy is an option for me if I want to just do comedy. Um, but I'm I'm a youth worker. That's my day job. And I can't give it up. I, I absolutely love my job. And... Um, while youth work is a very professional thing, I still have a little bit inside me that says this is a vocation. This is just a pure labor of love. It's a, you know, even though it is my job, I love doing it. And um, part of, of that, um, you know, one of the issues I always had with it was maybe youth workers and youth work didn't have a voice and didn't have a kind of a presence. And maybe we never resonated by, uh, beyond our own little kind of youth work community. So we founded our own kind of podcast, independent podcast that we do on our lunch break uh, in work. But we, we specifically talk to people about issues that young learn from, that are youth relevant, youth driven. A lot of young people name what they want us to talk about, what topic they want us to explore, who they want us to connect with. But we connect with very, very real people. Sometimes the journeys are very, very simple as well, but they're relatable to young people and they make a difference. So it's when you have, you know, a local young woman who's winning a gold medal because she has dedicated her, her, her life to boxing. That's who we want to talk to. When you have somebody who's reformed their life, went through the prison system and has learned a lot from being inside there. That's who we want to talk to, because we as long as there's an opportunity for a young person to relate and to learn from it. That's what we want to kind of capture. So we're capturing youth-relevant conversations in our podcast. That's amazing. Then do you ever blend it with the comedy? Or it's probably um, two different sides they, to you. They are, yeah, I think they are two different sides. I would say that we have a lot of fun on the podcast. And even though we might talk about issues that are, you know, a little bit deep or a little bit dark at times, um, and definitely we have a lot of arguments, I would say because we, I, I, I have this podcast with my colleagues, there's a lot of fun and a lot of slagging and messing and joking and all. And they're, they're never, with differences of opinion, there's never like anybody falling out or that we all move on and we can have these conversations and have different opinions and and it's all all good. Do you know what I mean? So I'd say I, I would be quite, um you know, humorous when I'm doing the podcast and I'd crack a few jokes and, and rib on the lads a little bit. But 
it's not a, a comedy podcast. Yeah, so there is a little bit of separatism, but like that's that's good. I I need that in my life. I can't I can't be all about the jokes or of course I drive people mad. <laughs> yeah, no, fair, fair. Yeah. Do you have any gigs or anything coming up that you want to give a little plug? Oh, I'm flat out. I think it's better if people connect with me on my social media, Adam Burke Comedy on Twitter, um, and I'm just Brookie Comedian on on my Facebook or. Hardy Har Facebook page. Like I'm I'm flat out, I'm gigging every weekend, which is a great complaint. But I suppose May twenty fourth it would be nice to see people come and support the new comedy club or and and see what backdrop was all about. So it'd be nice to see people there. But yeah, if people connect with me they can they can decide whether they want to come to my gigs rather than me forcing them down their <laughs> throats fair. you know and do you want to if people want to look up your podcast you we're youth pod ireland youth pod ireland is what we're called and it's a, a, a cartoon kind of logo um, and we're on all kind of podcasting platforms i think spotify is our favorite podcasting platform seems to be where most people download us and it's completely free to download so there's no i think young people certainly shouldn't be um, investing any money in it you know what I mean this is a, a labour of love and I think any young people that connect with it and get something out of it that's a win for us so yeah it's free on Spotify and all your your podcasting platforms Youth Pod Ireland amazing that was an amazing plug thanks very much I was <laughs> delighted with that Like, thank you so much for calling in no worries thank you thanks that was Adam Burke. He is a comedian and a youth podcaster. FM 104 Sunday Night Live with Shereen Langan. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.